This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 1, Episode 3, titled Queens Behaving Badly. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one... From next door, please say... Hi, Manela. <laughs> I just saw Manela, girl. To Evan Ayers. <laughs> that Hello. is actually... Hello. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite quotes from Drag Race. I say that so often and no one understands it i'm like alexia oh i just saw insert friend's name girl and they're like yeah you did because she's right here and i'm like no no no, it's a drag race joke hello joe Patance, how are you i'm doing very well uh you know it's you just you made me think of something right now how many of your friends are drag race fans how many of your friends actually watch rupaul's drag race um so what i would consider to be my close friends pretty much all of them have either either watch Drag Race or have been subject to it at, subjected to it at some point or the other. All of my gay male friends, we all watch it. And so it's either like we get a group of us together and then we'll watch it when it airs on Fridays. And I'd say of us, like maybe two are like big fans and the rest are either boyfriends or just there because they don't want to miss out. And then I've at least made the effort to show all of my straight girlfriends at least one or two episodes. And they and I'm, I'm pretty good at figuring out like, based on who I'm showing it, like what episodes to show them. So I can try to like, you know, like I'll show like the really basic white girls, like Naomi Smalls and they gag over her, like, you know, and I, I, I try to get them hooked on it. But for the most part, I'm the only one that like really, really likes it though. Now it's funny that you say that because especially, so at what percentage of your friends would you say? Of the, okay. So of the friends that you have that watch RuPaul's drag race regularly, what percentage of those are like huge fans? Read the subreddit. They know who's gonna, you know, they know all the tea. They know all that. How many? What percentage would you say are like that? Well, I didn't go to school for fucking math, so I couldn't tell you a percentage. But um, I would say probably like three or four that are like diehard fans and that okay. read Reddit and that they know the things. And they're usually the ones that, or I've become better friends with them because of that. Like that's like our thing. And then if you had to count, guesstimate, how many of your friends total actually watch... There's a reason I'm bringing this up. How many of your actual friends watch just are just casual fans? They, they watch it, they don't miss an episode, but that's where it ends. I'd say like 10, 15. Yeah, okay. So I remember uh, on Reddit, I don't ever write on the subreddit anymore, but when I did, I used to get in fights because, you know, they would say things, and I'm sure you go on there and they see it, and you'll see it, where they say like... Oh well, I don't know why they do this because everybody already knows it now. And I would, and I, the point I made, I remember, I, got, I think I got like downvoted too, like big time. Is there are upwards of a million people now that it's on VH1 who watch RuPaul's Drag Race every week? Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Then you have, I mean, the, the numbers are right there on the subreddit. I, I haven't looked recently, but it's probably between, it's over 100,000, probably less than 200,000 people who are subscribers to the subreddit. That's 200, that's only 20%, let's say, actually subscribe to the subreddit. And then how many of those are actual active participants, read everything? Mm-hmm. Probably what, 20,000, 30,000? I don't know, yeah. not very many at all. Right? right. So, like, for instance, with Valentina, we all knew it, but I, there are so many videos of people at gay bars around the country who were floored. They were gagging when Valentina didn't take off the mask. Where were you? Did you know? Did you not know? I absolutely knew. Yeah, I knew. And I actually think because I think you actually told me or you confirmed it. I knew something happened. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, too, is that, and I, I sometimes struggle with do I feel is it annoying do I feel annoyed by people who don't know these big things like I feel like it's such common knowledge but this is something that I've I forget that I think not everyone just gets that obsessed with it like they don't really get like I I can't just watch a show like this and not want to know more like reddit just Mm -hmm. you know I don't ever post on it because I don't have the emotional like you know um ability to handle any rejection or like a downvote (laughs) I don't ever engage personally but I love to read what people say and I, I just, I couldn't not want to know those kind of things, but I'm good at not spoiling it for others. But I, I ask people, I'm like, you know, you don't read Reddit about it, or how could you not know Valentina, you know, screw up his lip sync? And they're like, I just don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Which, do I care too much, or do I just like, I don't know. Do I, I kind of feel like, you feel like a loser sometimes. Like I should probably be doing other things, but. No, you're just a really big fan. But, you know, we got into a little bit of hot water last season because. For spoiling it? Well, here's the deal, is the Valentina tea was the first time that I can remember in doing this show where you heard a crazy story about the show that was 100% true. Like true, true. Because when, when I remember hearing it for the first time, it was so far-fetched. It's like, there's yeah. no way. Like, it was like when they said Bianca Del Rio was going to break her leg. It was like the first yeah. one out. It was like, all right, that's silly. But like, there's no way that would happen. Or that Acid Betty was going to like tell the judges off. Oh, she like smacked somebody. Yeah, that all like... But this, this, that sounded so ridiculous that I didn't take it. So I actually know that's a good point. It was so ridiculous that when it actually did happen, I was surprised. But I, it, it wasn't like it wasn't a surprise because it was new. I was surprised that it was accurate. I wasn't surprised because the T came from a, a redditor who no longer exists now, named um, Naive Naive Smalls. Smalls. Yep, or whatever. It's and like. so no one knew who to, whether to trust her. And then it was so like. When she dished that tea about Valentina, she dished it with a bunch of other things. And then you just saw as the season progressed, she was 100% right on the money every single week where you're like, oh, shit, this is so real. This This is is real. This is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to (laughs) happen. And (laughs) so when I watched it, it was just weird. It was like watching a movie version of a book you know very well. Mm Mm-hmm. And so... uh, we got a lot of we got some some fans wrote some mean emails to us. I wouldn't be surprised if they stopped listening to the show because they felt we we took this moment away from them. But like I said, but you know what? I went back and listened, and we actually did say here is a spoiler alert. We don't know if it's true, but it, people listen and then they get mad at you and and whatnot. Well, it's just kind of hard. It's easier to it's easier to dodge a spoiler on something like Reddit because you can just not you know click on it or you cannot read the. They're good at covering the spoiler yeah. tags. If you're listening to something, I, I, if someone says, oh, spoiler tag, I don't know if I, how far I'd be willing to like fast forward through before I'm, you know, the next topic was covered. So I can see that. 
I just like to know things, so I don't think of it as a spoiler. I kind of enjoy it because I like I like knowing it, and then I like going to the bar and I like watching people's reaction. I love those reaction videos on YouTube. I think they're so funny. I love them too. Now let me ask you this question: As of this recording, we've released our first All Stars one episode. It's your first time now. You're appearing in the universe. Has anybody in your life listened to it? Has your boyfriend listened to it? Has anybody listened to you yet? I have not given it to them yet. I want to give now, why them... why is that? Because I want to give them the first one and then the second one. I want to give them something else because I just... I was a nervous wreck and I may have had a little bit too much wine in the beginning and I was a little stressed and I just... I didn't... I want I want, I want to give them something else that I'm more... Pro- like, I, I don't want it to be just one because I think if it's the only one that they see, they're going to make fun of me. And maybe that's just me being neurotic, but... Well, what's funny is, I, I will, I'm going to dish a little bit of behind-the-scenes tea, is as you guys know, that episode was two hours and ten minutes. It's by far the longest episode we've ever done, right? Of a horrible episode, by the way. It's and so much easier at, to talk shit. I know. At the very end, Evan says, <laughs> can I go pee? At the After we recorded it, I need to go pee. Evan, I'm all... You can always go pee. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know what the rules were. Guys, and some insight on my end here. I am literally, like, about to vomit. Like, it was, imagine your worst, like, having that teacher in grade school that, like, wouldn't let you go to the bathroom until you did things. I was, like, in pain. Like, speaking, I just, I, I was too afraid to, to ask or make a It a makes sense it. now because Taylor and I did speak after, you know, you recorded, and I, I've now since watched you with episode two. But you were making these weird faces. Oh and my so, god! I was yeah, I clenching my cheeks, biting my tongue, and you can't bite your tongue when your job is to speak. Like it just it was there was nothing. It was not good. I know, but I was telling Taylor, I go, I think he has Tourette's <gasps> because you're making these weird faces. You're making these like Tourette's like faces where like your eyes would bulge out, and I was like. <gasps> He's like a Twinkie Tourette's. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a good drag name. Please bring to the stage Twinkie Tourette's. Now, I know that you don't watch this Dragula. Um, but I have this weird rule with Dragula where I'll only watch it at night. I won't watch it during the day. So I'm very limited as to when I can watch it. And so last night, it was a perfect night because I happened to wake up in the middle of the night last night and it was raining. So it was like 2 in the morning and raining them all. This is a perfect setting for Dragula. Now, you've never seen Dragula, right? I watched the first episode of the first season in like passing, not knowing mm-hmm. what it was. And then I, I just I never picked it up again. I will say, because, you know, season one, and look, it's season one. It's, I wouldn't say a mess, but it's kind of amateurish. Par for the course for most of these kinds of productions. <laughs> I still feel there's some amateurish quality to season two, but season two flows a lot better. I remember I used to like tear my hair out on season one of Dragula because the judges' deliberations went forever. That's almost well. Here's the good. Here's the here's the tea. If you don't care about this shit and and the the good and not good side of this, if you're a completist and you need to watch the whole episode. It's like the episode's like 40 minutes, and like 25 minutes of them is Judge's Deliberation. What? Yeah. Which means, though, if you're not a completist and you don't give a shit, you can watch every episode in like 12 minutes. <laughs> so That's like, true. So, like, I would watch it, and then watch, I think I burned through the whole season in two hours. 
this se- this season, the episodes, the judges' deliberations are not that long, which I love. But there's still some amateurish qualities. Like for instance, they're not always super clear who gets eliminated because they don't. Do you, so do you know the, the setup of Dracula? Uh, I don't really clarify for me and people who don't know because I don't. Okay, remember. so Dracula is more like scary like drag i would say it's a mix of like sharon needles meets face off meets some sort of like drag it's like rupaul's drag race plus sharon needles plus the face off the name the one skin wars skin wars yeah 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 yeah. and the premise is the boulet brothers are kind of like these like haunted drag queens or whatever and they have they are they are very cool looking they have this competition that's very similar to RuPaul's Drag Race. The, the, the challenges are more interesting, but there's two things that I really like. When a queen gets eliminated, she's essentially murdered, okay? And you see her death scene. Wait, I love this. Yes. Here's my favorite part, actually, of it. I, think, I, I wish Drag Race would do this, actually, or somehow incorporate this. So they finish the deliberations, and then they send the queens home. They've clearly... They've pre-taped all the death scenes before they even start the competition, you can tell. Okay? Okay. And so the queens go home. But when they come back, the queens don't know who was eliminated. So you don't know till they're all back in the workroom who got eliminated because they don't come back. Like, they know who was in the bottom two or three. So, like, for instance... Oh... Let's say, for instance, in, in season, will you season nine girls? Let's say, for instance, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, Nina Bonina Brown, and Valentina were in the bottom three. When they came back in the workroom, only Nina and Valentina walked back in, or whoever I said. And then they know, oh, shit, that's who got eliminated. So and so is gone. But they don't get yeah. to watch. Do they get to watch? Do they watch their death? Like, they don't watch their death scene, like, air, and that's not how they find out, right? Like do like do they do they have any like footage of the queen being eliminated, finding out that they were eliminated? No, you don't see that. That's true. You don't see that. Okay, I think it's, I think because you know, unlike it doesn't have the drag race budget, so I get the sense that the girls just go home every night. Yeah, you like, know, or go, they go they have a hotel or they stay with friends or whatever, and then they get the call like you didn't make it to the next week. Because I get the sense that there's a longer period between episodes than they're not doing it fast like drag. At the sense I get, right? Like there's been. A lot of time that's that's passed. What do they get for winning? Oh, it's chintzy, $10,000. But another thing that they do, like, so the essentially the lip sync battle for your life is like a fear factor type challenge. So on episode two, the first challenge was they got pierced with like these huge needles. <gasps> like seriously? Like real needles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they got like piercings. Like, and then. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Sorry. And then this latest episode was point blank paintball. Like they had to face each other in point blank paintball. (laughs) I mean, are they in drag when they're doing this? Yes. I like the paintball thing. I tap out immediately at at the. I would start with season therapy. Okay, I think start with season two. Sold me a little bit. I love some. I love Fear Factor. Interesting. It's all those things mixed into one. Um, it would be interesting if it, if it had like a major network. Uh, one of the hosts needs a better like I don't know more of a, a hosting class or something like that. Her lines she reads them kind of wooden, mm, kind of like us. Mm, I don't okay. say us. 
I'm this kidding. week, the girls don their best butch male realness and walk the streets of Hollywood playing pranks on random people walking down the street. Team Shad came out ahead of the challenge while teams Rujubi and Latrilla struggled and were thus placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale were asked to sashay away. Evan, name one thing you liked and two things you did not about this episode. Oh, I want to say minute 42, whatever, whenever it ended. Uh, one thing, I, I like the guest judges. I love Rachel and um, Janice Dickinson. I think they're fabulous, and they deserved a better episode to be judging. Yeah, and I was thinking, why haven't they had Janice Dickinson back? Truly, she makes so much. She's has, She's been on twice, I think. Maybe not. Oh, is, has this she? One where, is this one where she says, I like you better than Tyra, or you're nicer than Tyra? Oh, I don't remember that. No, I think she's. I, she may have been on twice, but I think she is like she would be such a perfect guest judge, and you know she's looking for work. Yeah. Um, and two things I didn't like: I did not like either challenge. That's like kind of an obvious at this point. Mm-hmm. And I did not like the episode. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, it just I didn't like. Oh, I didn't like the the statement that it's the, the this is legacy work. That speech that Rue gave how crummy this like whole up like challenge was and like this is this is legacy work for your brand and your image like i don't know it just didn't seem like it was a very like fair comparison. did she say that at one point yeah she goes like right right before judging she's like hey ladies just i want to remind you that you know this is not just about challenges or points this is legacy work and you know every minute you know when she talks about like your brand or whatever um, but she like that's the challenge that like likens it to. Oh, this is one of the worst challenges. Ever. What a crummy! This is bad. One thing I like again, I played that clip. Uh, the um, oh. hi Manila. I just saw Manila, just saw girl. Manila girl. That is one of my favorite quotes from Drag Race. It's also like an it's, it, you don't hear it that much. It, so yeah, I, you see it on Reddit a lot. You do see it on Reddit a lot, but you don't get to hear it that much, and I, and I love <laughs> that quote. It's so because the, the Asian lady is so random. She, the, I sometimes wonder what that woman's doing, or if she has any idea that what she what she started just by walking down the street. But you know what's so funny is it also. I, I'm, I love how we just finished our like, "Hey, how are you doing?" segment. I'm going to hold the topic, but I think it's indicative of Latino humor that would cross over into white humor, which is to see like an Asian person and just say, Oh, I know another Asian person. That's who it is. And then address them as if they're that Asian person, you know? And, uh, Latinos just have that kind of humor where white people do too. And other people do too. Other races do too. But it's, it's so the way they use the language to pull off that humor is so funny. And that was a good example of it. Like, Hey Manila, I just saw Manila. (laughs) And she's just she's such like does not look like Manila Luzon at all. Just that she's Asian. <laughs> That's the only thing. Just and I don't know why, but you know what? If it would have been Juju B, it wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, well, it's funny because she hate. I feel like you get the impression that she hates Manila, or she's not. You know, she's Alexis doesn't care for her, so it's almost like she's kind of dissing this poor woman just walking down the street, <laughs> like. <laughs> So that's the one thing I like. Two things I didn't like. Yes, terrible, terrible, terrible challenge. Any, I can't think of any moment in the show. Maybe you can. You're better at this than I am. When they've put the drag queens out in the streets during the day and it's worked. They, I, yeah, they would. They've never. I mean, the times they've done it, it's been like dumpster diving and like season four. Or they 
oh, they did that really crap and that didn't work though. You're right. That stupid episode five or season five, episode one, where they're on the bus and they're like pretending oh, yeah, to wait at the these celebrities. All these star, what is Coco Montreal? She's like, oh, all these celebrities waving back at me. Oh, it's a dream. Like it's like I'm so living for it. Poorly like, yeah. done. It's just yeah. Oh god, it's so. But this 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 is bad too because it's like they. I don't know if they actually set these people up to actually walk by. Right? It seems like they. Oh, really we're just gonna, put we're going to talk about okay. no. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. But you know what's so funny? I want to mention this. I want to mention two things actually. One, I saw this on Reddit today. I'm sure you did too. Today is the five year anniversary. Yes. Of her winning. Of the finale of, of All-Stars 1, uh, part one. Part two, um, I I recently was bored, and so I watched uh, the first episode of, of season five, episode one. I'm going to tell you something. It's an hour long, because it's clearly a supersized episode. It might be the best first episode. Season five is... Talk about things that my friends talk about. We argue intensely over season five being one of the best season of Drag Race, and that's a that and I, that episode alone is very good. That's that that's a that's an archived ep. Like if I for someone who's never seen Drag Race and I want them to like it, then I'm, the number of my friends that know who Penetration is because I showed them that episode is astonishing. It's really the good. only the only weak part is that bus thing. The oh, only yeah. weak part is that bus thing. Other than that, it's like almost like a perfect episode. It, it the challenge is great. Uh, the, all the queens are great. It's it. I, I mean, so many I mean, memorable. To, yeah, yeah. And Serena Chacha is so punchable. <laughs> and it's, anyway, but this is not a season five yeah. recap. Well, you know, we're talking about a good oh, season. Can we talk about something to... we like? <laughs> I know it's awful. It's awful. Uh, and then two, and then two, and then I don't like those challenges. And the other thing I didn't like was, um, hmm, gosh. I mean, it's a it's an embarrassment of riches and a focus on the embarrassment is I would say I didn't like. Yeah, I, well, I didn't like the challenge. I think I said that. Oh. And then um, I didn't like the fact that I, I feel that the people walking by were set up and fake or not all of them. But there were some definite ringers. That twink that Chanel got to eat the grapes out of his hands definitely was set up. He was way too into it. Oh, wait, is this the same one that. Oh, oh, that one. Oh, I think... Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Okay, let's move on. The next day after Team Brown Flowers was eliminated, the girls entered the workroom, talking about the previous night's elimination. It didn't take long for RuPaul to interrupt the party and introduce this week's mini-challenge. Now, for today's mini-challenge, I want you to snap a photo of yourself serving butch male realness. The team with the sexiest picks will win. Let's stop right here, Evan, and let's talk about what did you think of this mini challenge, the Queens with iPhones? Um, so I, at first I thought this was kind of like, I was like, oh, this isn't going to age well, which in terms of this whole gender norm or like, you know, enforcing stereotypes. But I thought it was actually kind of funny because I the, the hashtag was guys with, um, no, Queens with guy phones or something. It was back when, like, at the five years ago, that was a big thing when, like, it was, like, you'd take a selfie and it was just a hashtag guys with iPhones. I think they well, were, like... a whole website, too. Yeah. But back when people didn't... Not, like, when iPhones weren't standard. Um, but do you remember, because it was all gay guys. Right? I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I'm sorry. And this is never... There's always these weird little things that come up and then they're never addressed again. Like, for instance, Ashton Kutcher's real age... This has never come. It came up one time, and it never came up again, which was 
Ashton Kutcher. Let me let me see. I'm gonna tell you right now. So Ashton Kutcher, uh, the National Enquirer went and did voting because if you if you look into his life story, there's like a weird missing part. And so the National Enquirer, the National Enquirer did some research, and they found that he had registered to vote. And whatever it was was four years older than he says he is. Okay, so he says he's 39. Okay. okay? But the National Enquirer found a record of him um, that would place him at 43. Okay? Which, damn, it's, the girl looks good, right? But yeah. I remember, like, no, I was like, me. That's a right? negligible difference, I feel like. I think at the time it was a big deal because everyone would make a big deal that, you know, he was married to Demi Moore and she was 10 years older than he was. Mm. And he was really, like, six. You know, yeah. One, two is the same thing. Where one time I remember, um, who's the hot Jonas brother? Uh, n- oh, I was gonna say Joe, but yes, Nick. Fun, but you know he has three front teeth. Which one? Nick jo- Nick Jonas has three front teeth. Google Google go- Google his his teeth, and you'll never be able to see it. But go on. Okay, but also there's that thing where isn't Nick Jonas the one that has like a th- an- another nipple? Probably. Good things come in three, so he's probably got... Oh, wait, and I put teeth. You, well, here's a, one of my favorite stories of all time. Nick Jonas teeth. Oh, yeah, here's one that counts them. Oh, that's weird. He does. Okay, so here's the thing. So my friend, she is a karaoke host out here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, and she's a hostess at the most... Uh, that's an awful joke. She's a hostess over at Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. And they closed the place down once and had a private party for, like, the Jonas Brothers TV show or something. This is years ago. And it was, like, warm that day. I don't remember when when it was, but it was a warm day. And the bonus Jonas, I don't know what his first name really is. You know what the bonus Jonas's name is? Is that the one that's not wasn't in the band? Yeah, there's another brother who wasn't in the band. They call him the bonus Jonas. No, I don't know that. Or don't, don't know his name. And the bonus Jonas was there wearing a scarf. So my friend Melissa thought that was already kind of weird. Okay. And then there was like a buffet and she saw him go to the buffet, pick something up and then put it in his mouth. And then he was like, ha! Ah! And I started like fanning his mouth. Like he'd eaten something really spicy. And he was like, ha! Ah! Ha! Ah! And like spit it back out. And then in a, in into like a, 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 a napkin and then threw it away. So my friend Melissa was like, there's nothing spicy on this buffet. Let me see what it is. So she went to the trash can and opened it up, and it was a strawberry. What? And I don't know why Where I love are we going st- with this. <laughs> I don't know why I love that story so much. How did we get on this? Uh, um, guys with iPhones and weird oh, trends. Oh, 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 oh. So I remember years <laughs> ago, Nick Jonas posted like a like, – a provocative picture of himself or someone did but a bunch of provocative provocative pictures of himself on guys with iPhones did it was primarily gay guys so people were like what is what is this i feel like he's i feel like he i mean he's like king of gay baiting at this point so none of that surprises me but interesting okay. um, now let me ask you this question what are your thoughts on this prince harry he's getting married now even though by the time this comes out, it'll be weeks old. But mm-hmm. do you think P- Prince Harry's hot? Does he do it for you? He actually does. He does it for me more than the other one. Whether it's William or Tom, See, Dick, whatever. You might be, yeah, you might be too young for this. But I'm going to tell you something. 
There was a time, and I don't know when it happened, when William was the hot one. When you thought he was young, but when he was like young, you would look at him and go like, oh my God, when he gets older, he is going to be so fucking hot, right? Right. And then something happened around like the college years or something where he just got like super weird looking and gross. He lost a lot. Of, I feel like he started to bald. And then he started to bald, but his face changed. But if you look pictures of him when he was like 16, even to like 19 or 20, you're like, oh, he's going to be hot. I'm, he's I'm the hottest ser- one. Going to search up. What's, what, what's William, if I'm correct? Prince yeah, William. Yeah, Prince William. Teenager, let's say. Just so, right. now don't. I'm not asking you to judge a teenager whether he's hot, but this, like, you would see how like people were like thirsty. What if I wanted to well, look? Oh, like, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. He's like giving you. He's like very Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, yeah. You were like, oh, this guy is gonna be so hot when he got yeah. older. And you're like, it just went horribly wrong. Something it happened. just like something really happened. And um. Now, were you? T- how old were you when this Prince Harry butt shots came out? Remember that whole drama? Apparently, I wasn't very old because I don't even remember that. I don't know anything about. Yeah, he went to Vegas and got drunk, and then like there were these like nude photos that came out, but most of them just cupping his private area. But a lot of like b- naked butt shots of this Prince Harry. Oh yeah, yeah, they've they've been up to some shenanigans. Hmm. Well, good for them. Um, but I'm actually a big fan of. I don't know anything about the woman he's gonna marry, but she's Meghan Markle, gorgeous. She is. She's beautiful. But I guess there's some controversy because racists don't like her. Cause I guess she's, oh, well, that's uh, why I like her, because she's not multi- whitey-whitey. Yeah, let me ask you this question. What what nationality is your boyfriend, or what ethnicity? What's his background? He is a white gay, but he, like, doesn't... He has this... He's from Boston, um, but he what is... The, what the fuck does that mean? Well, well I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. He's, okay. he's like... But he doesn't act like... He, he doesn't sound like he's from Boston, but he has this weird... Like when I first met him, he has this like Brillo pad for hair. It's like, like you know Gerald from Hey Arnold. Yeah, he's completely both sides of his head, the most Anglo-Saxon of possible. But yeah, so he has like that like really thick like Jared Brillo pad hair. So I was I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that there's something mixed in there. But no, he's um, he is completely whitey. Okay, so you gen- but are you generally drawn to non-white or mixed people? Um, when I first came out, I was I like only like like my first boyfriend was black and Filipino. Um, I dated Latinos and mostly like yeah, more ethnic. And then I think I went to UVA and just kind of like gave up on finding like ethnic uh, love, and so I fell into why? a white boy. Why, why is that? I'm curious. Why? Well, there's just so many damn white people at UVA. Um, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, I d- imagine these. You met the person you met, but like, and let's hope it lasts forever. But let's say you guys break up. Do you think you'd go back to uh, uh, um, more? No, I mean it's I'm I maybe I don't know. I don't like really like seek. I'm not like oh today's flavor of the week is mm-hmm. you know Filipino. My I'm, I will say that the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life is a straight friend of mine. And I've like, for me, like that golden, like mix is like white and some sort of like Asian, like mm-hmm. mix. He, I think he's, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get corrected for this. She'll never listen, but I think he's white and Korean or like white and mm-hmm. like something like that. And he is just stunning, stunning. Yeah. So that's like, if I had to pick something, if I had to, uh, Frankenstein of sorts, like build a boyfriend, that would probably be the, the winning, but, 
now so I'm very happy. Because I was looking at this Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, I'm like, they're going to have the hottest fucking kids. Oh, I my God, God, yes. They're going to have beautiful kids. Or they're going to be gross. I always wonder about that, because I'm not a breeder, but I just don't know, like, does beautiful times beautiful equal fugly? It's so funny you say that. I have a theory that hot sex equals ugly or fugly. Like, for instance, let's take Brad Pitt. He's generally mm. considered beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think his parents just had, like, boring rollover, you know, sex that was awful? To me, like, no. They had, like, crazy shake the headboard. That's the only oh, way you I produce see. that. Uh, you would think. You would hope. But do you think Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have... See, here, it's so funny because Prince Harry looks like someone who has great sex. Whereas Prince William and Princess Kate... They literally have like boring sex where they they put it in their calendar. See, I think it's the other way around. I'm obsessed. It's it's actually a fun game I like to play with, usually my boyfriend or people I'm with. When I like pass like couples on the street that are like just look very casual, very boring, I'm like, they probably are into some crazy shit. I feel like Harry and Kate are probably not Harry. Um, William. No, William. I'm sorry. I feel like William and Kate are probably in, are like have a booming sex life at this point. Why not? I will say, I I bet you William has a gigantic penis. He looks like someone who has a gigantic penis. Yeah, actually, well, after looking at this, but yeah, probably. You know, there are very strong rumors that Prince Charles is not the father of Prince Harry. Prince Charles, really? Yes. Have you ever seen the the, uh, comparisons of there's a woman she was having an affair with around the time that Prince Harry was born? Like, Mm-mm. Google that. Look up Prince Harry and real father and go to Google Images. They'll do like a side-by-side, and you're like, holy shit, that's his dad. Prince Harry, real father. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to ask me about the rumor that their son is George's a homo, which I'm super on board with. Prince William, dad. No, Prince Harry. Prince Harry. Why can't I get their names right? I don't know. Prince Harry, real dad. Now, and there's always like a side-by-side of him and the guy that she was supposed to be having an affair with at the same time when Prince Harry was born. And you're like, that's his dad. That oh, is his fucking dad. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, someone call Maury. Who's the Maury of the UK? Yeah, that's Maura. definitely... <laughs> now, yeah. also, do you know who this Ronin Pharaoh is? Um, No, I I know the name. He's he's a reporter or something? Or yeah, 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 yeah. He also, he's gay. He's also the son of actress Mia Farrow and supposedly Woody Allen, right? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. But Woody, but Mia Farrow, what used to be married to Frank Sinatra. All right. Okay. Who's that? Singer. And <laughs> then there's rumors that there was like, and he, he, Mia Farrow's the one fueling this that she doesn't know who Ronan's dad is. Look up, and that she was sort of like shacking up again with Frank Sinatra, sort of having an affair with him. Look up Ronan Farrow, Frank Sinatra. Ronan. That one is crazy too. He doesn't because right. he doesn't look anything like Woody Allen. He looks nothing like Woody Allen. Oh, so, uh? yeah! Wow, wow, wow! The nose, the nose is the giveaway. I can't tell. Is Ronan attractive? You know, he's weird. That was that he, was me. That was my like. I was about to be like, oh, we could get it, and then I'm kind of not sure how I feel about. So Ronan is weird, like. In some pictures, he's very attractive, but I feel like when I see him moving around in real life, he is kind of gross. He, there's something yeah. like doughy about him and like off, so maybe that's the Woody Allen part coming in. I don't know. Whoa, but no, I'm looking at him next to Frank, definitely Frank Sinatra. Wow. 
But I feel like he's had, it looks like he's had like in, the work done. So it's hard to tell. I don't know. Um, point of the story. I thought the mini challenge was fine. <laughs> Um, well, here's a banana for me, but my only th- <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the thing I'll say is this: my favorite picture, and unfortunately, this is not a visual medium. TG. And you know, and they you know they're trying to be butch, and and some of them are doing a good job, whatever, right? I actually think like, um, um, not what's her, not Shangela, what's her name again? Oh. Chanel. Oh. <laughs> Chanel, Chanel looks pretty butch. Latrice can pull it off. I think Chad's silly but okay burt reynolds and what do you call it yeah raven's picture is so fucking gay of what she thinks butch looks like it was like no this is a gay guy's grinder picture what are you talking about burt yeah no um raven looks like like the like kind of trashy boys that i remember like in like high school that like weren't gay but totally had like the the tattoo on their belly button yeah not not enough Next, RuPaul announced this week's main challenge. For this week's All-Star Challenge, I'm turning you loose on the streets of Hollywood. You'll have to pull a series of outrageous pranks on unsuspecting bystanders. Now, while one of you is working the street, your partner will be in your ear, directing you from a hidden location. The wilder the stunt, the higher the point. For this week's challenge, the girls plastered on their best daytime drag and walked the streets of Hollywood to play pranks on supposedly unsuspecting passersby. First up, Team Rujubi. I have a question. What's that? Can you take your shirt off? Um, you want Please my shirt off? You want take my sh- all of them off. Do you want me to help you? Okay, um... I don't usually do this with nails on. All right, bitch, let's go. I want you to persuade people to loan you $5. Can I borrow $5? Uh, not him. Can I borrow five dollars? Well, it depends. Well, well, for what do I get for it? I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. Okay. Ooh, we have seven minutes. Let me see. I don't have five bucks. He doesn't have five dollars. Tell him he can put a foam hand on his hand and slap you in the face with it. Will you put this on? All right. Now Are smack me with it. Smack me with it. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, a couple of things. I, there's not a discussion point here, but I want to play a couple of things. One, going to my, I think there's some ringers in here. This guy is the worst fucking fake actor when she asks him to take his shirt off. Listen to this. I have a question. What's that? Can you take your shirt off? Um, you want Please my shirt off? You want take my sh- all of them off. Do you want me to help you? Okay, um, I don't usually do this with... That's so... Evan, if some random-ass drag queen in Hollywood... Ask you to take your shirt off. Would you just take what? Let me ask you this question: For no compensation whatsoever, if a random person on the street asked you to take your shirt off, would you take your shirt off? A random person, no. A drag queen, yes. You I won't do that at a gay bar. I've been asked to do it at a gay bar, and I said no. But I, and on the street, yes, I would do it. If Raven or yeah, I mean, in that situation, probably. But if it was a normal person, absolutely not. You know, one time there's this bar called fault line out here in los angeles mm-hmm. and on sundays they have it's called a like beer bus or something like that but it's it's meant for like bigger guys right uh-huh. like for like it's meant for like people who like big guys and whatever so one time i actually didn't know that's what it was and i went there and there was this guy who was actually look how do i put this not my type 
but very handsome. Does that make sense? Okay. Not my type, but very handsome. And I was with what I was with a friend who is an okay looking guy, right? So this handsome guy comes up and starts talking to us. And I'm like, oh, he's hitting on my friend Danny, right? But no, he's like full court press on me. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, my friend Danny walks away. He's like, you're really hot. And I was like, uh, okay, thanks. And he goes, you should take your shirt off. And I go, look, I'm t- I promise you <laughs> no one wants that to happen here. He goes, no, people would lose their minds i go no i agree with that part (laughs) i don't disagree there and so the whole night he was like kind of creeping up on me i had to like run away from him i don't know why you didn't take your shirt off no i did not of course not but but at a gay bar like no i no, but i'm trying to think you know i have kind of believe it or not despite the fact that i do a podcast every week even if i had a rad body i don't think i would do that I don't think I would do that. If you had a rad body, Evan, would you just be cruising around with your shirt off? No, because I just think you're just an asshole. I get pissed when people like go running in the streets and like don't wear like sleeves. Like that alone pisses me off. Let alone people who take their shirts off. Uh, no, I don't. Like unless you're going to like in my head, the only time it's not annoying to me is when I'm like I've gone to a few like circuit parties in D.C. where it's like 98 degrees with like 100 percent humidity and like a cram like basement and everyone's like dancing. Fine, I'll take my shirt off because it's sweaty and gross. But peop- I no, I don't. I'm not a fan of people taking their shirts off. I don't care how good looking you are. I don't know if you ever heard of this After Buzz TV. It's on YouTube, uh-huh, uh-huh. and there's this Jay Ellis. It's on this After Buzz TV, who I'm friends with. I because of this show, I become friends with After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis. Wink. I don't even think I've ever seen him with a shirt on. Ever. I don't know what a, what a shirt would look like on Jay Ellis. No, I have friends like that, yeah. This queen is always shirtless. Every time I'm with him. We could be in church. <laughs> at a funeral. Look up. On, I'll give a plug on Instagram here. Okay. Sorry, I'm doing the most gay millennial thing I can do. Right now. Show me. <laughs> oh, don't. No, that's right. We're all thirsty gay guys. Don't underscore be underscore jealous. J-E-L-L-I-S. Don't. Be... I mean, look at the first picture. There's a shirt there, but it's not. Oh, and you liked it. Um, there's a shirt. Oh, oh, nope, but no I, think shirt. I, I think I wrote something nasty. Like, look. Yeah, look. <laughs> ah. I'm laughing at my own post. As a protest. Wrote... <laughs> this is the person I've liked to post as a protest. <laughs> Okay, sorry. If you want to see what Joe Batanz wrote, find uh, <laughs> Jay Ellis and look at what mean things I ran on his Instagram. So this Jay Ellis, he never has his shirt on, ever. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think he has a, a thing for our friend Michael a little bit because I can never get this Jay Ellis to hang out with me. Whenever Michael comes to town, oh, all of a sudden his schedule's clear. Oh, God, yeah. That anyway. sounds right. So anyway, that sounded so fake, and I want to, I want to keep playing this. Bill's on. All right, bitch, let's go. I want you to persuade people to loan hey, you $5. Listen to this part. Listen to this part. Can I borrow $5? Uh, not him. That's a homeless person. That's, that's, that's a homeless person. That's bad. That's My question bad. is, what are they going to do with that $5, first of all? 
Do they give it back to them? Someone, I don't yeah, know. I've never had someone. I'm more likely to give someone if someone someone's asked me for five dollars. I'm like, that's ambitious. Like, now let me tell you this: this kind of shit happens all the time in Hollywood. So this might take out the it. You might have like a forced ringer, and what I mean is, if you're walking down the street and they're filming, they have to tell you, "Listen, you're walking down the street. They're filming. You might be on camera." So these people know oh. that they're on camera, and then if they, especially if they're going to use them in the show, if they engage with the drag queens, there is a production assistant who grabs them afterwards and makes them sign a release. And that's why they can show their face, right? Yeah. So these people knew what they were doing. But they also knew they were walking into like a, they, so they they knew it was like a setup for television. It's probably why they were mo, more willing to play. Next up, Team Latrilla. Hey sir, hi, how are you? You look hungry. Do me a favor. Okay, I guess not. Everybody's scared of me. Hi, how are you? Would you like to eat one? <laughs> Would you eat one of these sardines for me? Thank you. Would you eat a sardine from uh, Latrice Royale? I would eat a sardine out of Latrice Royale's, like, bra, yes. Wow. Latrice Royale only. She's, she's, she's Oprah. Team Yarlexis. Here we go. Girls, let me spray this whipped cream in your mouth just a little bit. Come on, you can do this no, with me. Come like on, it's cream. just for me. Look at how like cute it. you are. I really don't like it. <laughs> Come on, here we are. I love yes. you. Yes. Okay, you got it. Great. Come on, Dada. Come on. Hi, Manela. <laughs> I just saw Manela, girl. <laughs> I'm genuinely laughing at this. Like, it's not even, I'm not even playing. I love I it. I think it's so funny. It. And Team Shad, who ultimately won the challenge, used their teamwork to get ahead. How are you, gorgeous? Would you please practice on your head for me, please? Yes, yes, and then I'll and then I'll make sure it's all off of you. Please, come on, baby, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Okay, bitch, you can do it. Yes, thank you so much. Get her to cluck like a chicken. Get her to cluck like a chicken. Would you cluck like a chicken, real quick? This is legacy work, mind you, Evan. Any thoughts on the challenge based on what you've heard? Any, any before we move on to other things, is there anything you want to uh, add here? Oh no! I mean, I, I actually, I'm, I, if anything, if I, I I'm listening to this again, I really love Alexis, Alexis Michelle, Mateo, excuse me, Alexis Mateo. I don't know what that, what about her humor, why it's so bad, but she's so right to me. But no, it's, I have no thoughts. I don't even think Trixie and Katya can make this like kind of situation funny. And you know I, I love them. Own, I, I have my own thoughts on that. Now, <sighs> let me tell you this, Evan. I have a question for you. You brought something up. You said you would eat <laughs> sardines out of Latrice Royale's bra. Are there any drag queens, and not the obvious like Pearl or uh, I don't know who else, but that, and we, I know we talked about this a little bit, but are there any obvies that you are attracted to? Any obvies, like obviously, or like odd, odd ones that... Uh, no, you know what? But besides the obvious one, so like, is there like, a, like, remember I told you like Aja? I'm like, well, you know, actually, Aja's pretty cute. Mm-hmm, like, yeah, for yeah. instance, I know you're you're a big fan of Alexis Michelle. Do you would you sleep with her as a boy? No. Oh, let me rephrase the question. That's a that's a better way of putting the question. For the record, no. But yeah. is there anybody that you wouldn't have sex with them if you met them walking down the street, but you love their drag so much that you're like, it's kind of like, hmm, um. I, would I have sex with them? On, I would probably. I'm Courtney Act probably. Oh, she's not usually your type. 
not usually my type, but I think knowing that she's a drag queen, I'd be into it. I think Trixie's kind of attractive. Is that weird? No, Trixie's sort of weird in that, like, she's attractive in a confessional, but I feel like a weird, loppy, awkward body. I, 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 I love, like, the bro who, like, stays home and plays video games. Maybe that's what does it for me. Um, yeah, I'd say Trixie, maybe Katya, not just mm. because... You don't think Katya's, like, handsome out of drag? But I guess my, no. I guess my question is, but that answers that. Sorry. Like someone who you usually wouldn't be attracted to, but because of who they are, you're attracted to them. You know, this also is a transition. I want to correct something that you guys heard on last week's episode. I was talking. Now we can have this conversation, Evan. Because we also didn't finish this conversation. I was having a conversation about porn. Every episode now has oh, porn in it. Dear. And I was talking about a Brent gay porn star i meant to say brent corrigan a very very important differentiation. <laughs> yeah and i said brent everett so brent everett no forget him now I, I like brent everett very much by the way they have a great video together bt does that's a different oh, story oh there's two that's a very controversial one too so brent corrigan is the one i was saying who looks better now older than he does I mean, look, he has his twinkie goodness, but actually now that he's come back and, oh, and that's who I was saying who, like when he first came back to porn after his hiatus, he was still trying to pull off the I'm 18. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, queen that left the station a long time ago. But now that he sort of welcomed his early thirties daddiness, you're like, oh, all right. I like I, this. Does he still make porn? Yeah, yeah, I just saw one. Uh, I mean, a few months ago, you just where, saw like, he, one. <laughs> he 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 fucks a gardener. Oh, yeah, he does it. He's topping these yeah. days. He's topping on this video. He Good topped for his him. Video. Yeah, go Brent Corgan. Yeah, the the uh, he tops the gardener, and at the end, that the trick is that the husband comes home, and the <sighs> husband's like, "Oh, hey, buddy!" Like they're like the husband doesn't care. Jesus. I'll have to investigate this. Yeah, that changes everything. But wait, a question. Why is that video of them controversial? Oh, because there was the whole, like, right after that that video, that particular video, there's actually two. There's that one. It sounds like I'm like a whole porn expert. I'm not. Okay. This is why I know a lot about Brent Corrigan. I became upset. I was, I have so much to say about this. Okay. I was obsessed, obsessed with the Brian Cosey's murder, the one that's in King Cobra. Mm-hmm. Okay. To the point where I had dinner once, right? Maybe a couple of years after it happened. And one of the people at this dinner was a Dateline NBC producer. And I tell her, listen, <laughs> there's this great story about this. I tell her all the details about the murder. Have you seen King Cobra? I have not seen it, but I'm familiar with okay. like the, yeah. And I tell her all the great details about the murder. And she was like, so, ugh, no, I don't even want to touch this. Like, no, this does not sound right for Dateline NBC. Meanwhile, they go make this fucking movie about it. It's such a great Dateline NBC story. Fuck her and her stupidity. Mm-hmm. But even for a while, I was going to write, I didn't write it, but someone else did. I was going to so into it. This is when I was like writing like stuff. And I was going to write like almost like a, a true crime long form article and try and sell it to a magazine. And so I talked a little bit with Brent Corrigan via email. And, uh, and so, you but emailed you know, one him? Of the, oh, you have email with Brent Corrigan, girl? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, but one of the things is, is that video between the Brents was gigantic. They made so much fucking money off that video. You see, Brent Everett used to work for a studio that was run by Chi-Chi LaRue, and she put him on loan to the studio. That's why it's the only one in that video where they use condoms. And so, again, the only reason I know the details here is because I was going to write like a journalism piece about it. Because Chi Chi LaRue is very pro condom. So oh. they do that video, but then that's when Brent Corrigan reveals afterwards that he was underage. So Brent Corrigan's only 17 in those videos. Oh. Which makes it weird because in one of the scenes, it's not, it's, there's several with Brent Everett. They used them all up. But you see the one with Brent Everett, his real boyfriend at the time, and Brent Corrigan, the threesome? Uh, you're, if I have, I don't. I, no, I don't. Okay. I'm sure I have. I'm, who am I kidding? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but there's a whole like DP moment, and you're like that. He he's already 17, and he can take two dicks at the same time. Jesus. And two like healthy. They're yeah, not like they're not, they're not, not stinky little, little tiny things. No. No, and he's taking it pretty easy. So I don't know. Brent Corgan was pretty experienced. That's called talent. You got a check? I got a talent. Name that queen. I don't know. who. Is, I, that's good. I don't know. Who is that? It's Willem. Girl, you have this drag race shit down. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Latrice and the girls discuss their own perceptions of beauty in and out of drag. I actually think that yesterday's challenge of us trying to look like butch dudes made a good point. Like, it did, but... I did not enjoy that meeting challenge at all. Really? It was that word sexy that just throws me off because I don't feel sexy as a boy. Do you think that that was because you kept telling yourself, I'm not attractive? I don't think I'm ugly. And she sure as hell ain't butch. <laughs> <laughs> like for you guys, I think it's easy. In you, what you, sense? Your boy side of you, you can pull off that little trade boy in the bar that gets cruised and drinks bought for you. That doesn't happen for me. See, I, I would disagree with me because I don't think I can pull that off. Here's the thing. The media has us thinking there's a certain type of, like, man that's attractive. <laughs> See? I feel very comfortable as a boy. I know that I'm a man. And I do this as my artistic outlet. It is hard because we kind of get to experience that feeling of like, oh, I'm the sexiest thing ever while we're playing dress up. Yeah. But I think it's important that you maintain some of that feeling like after you take the stuff off. I think you're right. And I wish I could, but I don't. I own it, girl. I love that I'm balding. Ah! I love that I look this motherfucker good. I love it. We're all stars, bitches. And nobody can ever take that from us. Now, Evan, uh, I pulled this clip because I wanted to get your thoughts on the, the topics that were sort of discussed in that moment. So, you know, because it's weird. I lived sort of a double life. I lived the life that I had you know, when I was in my 20s and I was Mr. In Shape and blah, 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 blah. And then I realized, you know... Uh, you gain weight, you get a little older, and all of a sudden you become like invisible in the gay community. And I want to know, I want to get your thoughts as someone who's in it, someone who's doing it right now. You're there. What are your thoughts on everything that was covered in that segment? Uh, well, I think there's two different conversations that could come there. There's the the ideal type of attractive man, then there's like the the gay weight thing. I think. My my personal experience, if I can tell kind of a funny story, and I, I, I tell this story because it's actually one of my, it's 
one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me in my recent years, but it's, I say it like acknowledging that like, I'm not like considering myself to be like a heinous human. Like I'm not insecure in this at all, but I went to a frat party here in DC and I'm, I'm now 26, but at the time I was like, you know, probably 24, 25, easily a few years older than most people there. And my best friend and his boyfriend, we were all there and his boyfriend and I have very similar body types. So we're, you know, we're active, but we're not, you know, by no means are we like taking our shirts off at a gay club. You're chunky or, yet funky. You know, just kidding. Yeah, You're yeah, we're, I, I prefer the term. Um, it's like a lava lamp where I can just kind of push things around and it, it looks good in a certain picture. But no, this girl was here. This girl was like 17 years old, like 18 years old, maybe most, like just started college. And we were making this joke about, she's like, oh, like, you know, like everyone here is so fit and skinny and so cute and nice. And we were like, well, there's, well, like there's like, we're like, we're attractive to you because you're straight. But if we're gay, you'd think we're fat. And we were explaining this concept to this girl of like what there's like gay fat and then gay skinny. Yeah, and there again, and we were being told like we were totally kidding with this girl. Like, and we're like, we're like gay fat, and she dead ass and her like dead serious looks at me and goes, "Oh yeah, you are gay fat. I see that." <laughs> and, and my friend and I were like, we just like ripped into this girl. It's the fun. I mean, we literally, I mean, it's this was probably a year and a half ago, and like we still bring it up all the time. It's the funniest thing, and we just ripped into this girl, like made her cry, like didn't wait didn't, what we didn't take it. Like, I wasn't mad at her, but I was like you you don't know anything you know screw you and your standards of blah blah blah. like what if i called you fat blah blah, blah. i would never do that because i respect women whatever but you just told her you were gay f- hey, well, hold on for a but, second but, no, but the on. thing is that, but then i've gone through this this after that happened my my friend my friend's boyfriend and i who are we're very good friends you know we've talked about it so much we're like are we okay with this and like yeah we are like it's not being it's not that we're fat it's just there's this obscene standard and i blame facetune and instagram for this but um well yes hold please hold hold i I, we can get into a very deep deep gay conversation here but i want to go back to the thing that i'm talking about though is why did you berate this girl because i don't want someone you don't want someone to agree with you that you're fat (laughs) she was like agreeing that we because we were saying it we were kidding we're like oh like but we're like we're like gay because again in context there were four of us in the circle and the the third gay guy was just like it's like this very thin like in shape just started college and so we're like oh like you know he's skinny but we're gay fat and she like we were kidding but she totally like bought into it was like oh yeah you are she was dead she was i serious. don't know i wasn't there but i'm kind of feeling some bully vibes here we were bullying her or she was bullying us yes no we, you, we you told totally her we told her we, well, you told we her. taught her a lesson in kindness what lesson reading your audience don't ever that's like calling like it's like someone calling you healthy like i'm i would love to be called healthy but but you someone would take that said, the wrong way hold on hold on for a second you said she was a freshman girl correct mm-hmm at a college frat party. So she already feels very insecure about her surroundings. So now she has these older people and college guys, and they're saying this, and she's probably just agreeing because she wants to fit in. We we apologized to her. We let her know that we weren't really mad at it. It was okay. It was honestly, it was more so like it was more of like the read of the century in that like you when when you set something up and someone so innocently just demolishes you like we just i wasn't ready for it but no 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 no. yeah that's happened to me too we we we, we didn't we didn't like it wasn't like we were not to get this girl it was honestly very funny but 
the way I can relate is when I was doing stand-up, you know, a lot of my stand-up was making fun of myself, right? Oh, yeah. And the problem is, and I hate... <laughs> the problem is, is that I would then go to the bar, and people would then take the fact that I made fun of myself as license to come up and say horrible things to me. And so they'd be like, what's going on, you miserable, fat, ugly fuck? <laughs> and I'd be like... Uh, I don't know you. Why did you just tell me <laughs> That's that? Terrible. That's terrible. Really mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. People. And you know, it happens. You know, uh, I don't feel bad because the guy just deleted his Patreon pledge. God, I guess he didn't want to hear All Stars one, so I don't mind saying this. But you know, was he the one person we that voted? Patri- <laughs> oh, that no, no. But he was. Uh, we were on, and he apologized. I'm going to tell you this before we say anything. This guy apologized. He felt horrible, but. We were on a gold bar episode and I was taking calls and he called in and just said the most horrible, I can't, I can't remember now, but he said things to me about how ugly I was and stuff. And, but it's part of it is people hear me on this show and guys, I get this. I understand the medium. I understand. It's actually what I love about this medium is the intimacy of it. Like there are people out there, Evan, there are thousands of people who think that they know me and Taylor and soon to be you, you know? And they just feel like they're having a conversation with us and they feel like they know us. And so they say things to us, what they would probably say to their friends because they know them so well, but you don't understand, we don't know you. And, 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 And so it's weird to have a complete stranger say all these bizarre things to you and they're being forward and then they when they realize what they've said they feel horrible like i said this guy wrote me an email he was so apologetic and i accept the apology i i don't i do i do think he was coming from a, a, a not a very good place but he was coming from a a an honest place and he wasn't coming to be mean that wasn't his intent but what i'm saying is sometimes we can say things and do things because we don't feel comfortable we don't feel right we feel a, a level of comfort that we shouldn't feel uh, but let me go to the saying that you were saying, though, is that the, about the impossibly high standards of gay people. And, and I actually do think that this this not only applies – it's so funny. It's the way – and I'm going to go back to Courtney Act, actually. But it's the way that we see the world is also how, a reflection of how we see ourselves. I don't know if Courtney said this in an interview or afterwards or if she said this in season six. But, you know, it's one of these things where Courtney said something along the lines of if you look at people – if you're critical of yourself, then you will look at people with that same critical eye. Mm-hmm. And so if you start saying nice things about people or seeing nice things about your people and being nice to yourself, you'll be nicer to other people as yes, well. Yes, I remember. And I, I think there's a, a lot of self-hate in the gay community. And so they hate how they look. Even if they're hot, they're still super hot on themselves. And so then they're very petty towards other people. I've often said this. Look, Evan, there's no one that loves being from Los Angeles more than I do. I love this fucking city. I am a big proponent of Los Angeles. I love L.A., okay? Mm -hmm. But I will say West Hollywood is the grossest place on the planet. I fucking hate it. I avoid it as much as possible. It's... It's like, imagine every single thing you hate about the gay community and gay people concentrated in one small area. Mm-mm. I, be- I believe that. I've been to WeHo. It, ter- it terrifies me. 
Yeah, it's so judgy. I think even if you feel good about yourself, just knowing that people want, and as soon as you walk in, people are judging you mm-hmm. and deciding and making decisions about you, about how you look immediately when you walk in is terrible. And I feel better saying it now because now there are great gay communities like, you know, Fault Lines on the east side. There's a place called Precinct in downtown L.A. After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis used to work at a place called Redline, and uh, that place was pretty cool. Like, there are places now where you can be more welcoming. It's not so judgy and i like that but 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 what i was gonna say is do you feel because i you know i have friends who live in dc and it sort of feels like it's funny because dc likes to differentiate itself from los angeles more than anything and um talk about how petty los angeles is how shallow it is but it seems like dc is just as petty and shallow would you agree with that statement completely dc so when i first moved to dc people described it as like the ugly hollywood Mm mm-hmm where it was like, people are very judgmental and very uh, critical of you, but it's not about how you look. I mean, it's obviously how you look, but it's more so about, like what you do for a living, um, yes. how much money you make. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's very much the performance of, you know, income and class than it is visually. Cause like you kind of assume yeah. everyone in Los Angeles, you have to have a, some degree of like, that's part of the package, you know, that's like that lifestyle. Like obviously you're doing well financially here. It's more so like, like you, you, this, the, the standard, you know, kill me conversation. So what do you do for a living? Or do you work on the Hill? It's more so about, you know, how can I judge you based on like how intelligent I am or based on what you do? I can, I can tell you that I am further along in my career than you are. It's equally, it's equally as insufferable. And, but you know, with that being said, I, you know, I've, I've found a community of nicer of people who aren't that super shallow, but, um, but DC is weird because it's, DC is a very transient city. And I found Mm -hmm. that it's, there's a lot of people who are really only here in their like early twenties, mid twenties, and they leave you know to work elsewhere. And so it's a lot of people here don't, you get the impression they're not really interested in a very like substantial conversation or no one, people are like, Oh, no one's looking for a relationship here. It's, and it's not because they're, you know, everyone's like hot and shallow and just wants to like go bone. It's more so no one, people just don't care. And they think that there's that again, that's like the perception. I don't, I used to think that, but I've, I've come to find a, healthy community here so i think the general sentiments of shallowness um hegemonic masculinity and the desire to put others down is still very prevalent but it's just manifests in like a different way here it's less it's less pretty do you think you'll stay in dc your life for your whole life or you are you planning on going somewhere else not, i mean not, i'm not saying you should know where that is but do you want to move somewhere else? i'll be here for a couple of years i mean i just got my real estate license here so i'm not like i mean you can't take that elsewhere so i'm gonna make some money here for for a bit and try to establish myself i won't move until i have um somewhere important to go I'm, i really actually really love this city i moved here hating it terrified of it and it's it's definitely grown on me but I, i'll be here until at least i'm 30 i'd say all right I would now love it's to, time <laughs> i'd love to come to la but that's and it. live in la i've wanted to live in la for the longest time you know what's so funny i was gonna bring this could up i do la i don't know I, i'll find out when you're here but you know what's so funny is uh this happens all the time i have friends because they know that i love los angeles and they meet me and they'll People love to shit talk Los Angeles, and and I, I I don't know if it's they shit talk it to me more or they shit talk it to me less. But there's a lot of shit talking about Los Angeles between San Francisco and LA, between DC and LA, between New York and LA, between San Diego and LA, Seattle and LA. Everyone just hates LA, right? And you know a lot of the complaints, particularly from the gay community by West Hollywood, I totally 100% agree with. But I'll tell you what I've always said this, 
when you're in Los Angeles, no one ever shit talks another city. Ever. You never hear someone go like, oh, I hate New York. I hate Chicago. I hate... No. They're like, oh, you're from Chicago. You're from... They're cool. And I, I, I kind of find it to be like the super self-confident popular kid in school. You know? Mm-hmm. Where like... LA's very self-confident, so it doesn't feel like it has to trash talk anybody else. And so to me, like, that is a sign. Same thing is true for California as a state. People like to shit talk California. And like, when you're here, like, no one actually ever shit talks another state. Well, I shit talk Florida. Well, that's different. And Arizona. Arizona? What Arizona did for you to you? Eh, I don't know. But for the most part, though, like... People like to shit talk LA. I don't know. You know, the LA is one of these places. And there's a little. There's an old say, phrase here in LA. Like, you got to live here to love it. It's not a great. Pl- and I think that's why there's a lot of negativity about Los Angeles. It's not a great place to visit, unless hold you're with someone who really knows the city. And there's very few of us. I'm putting myself in that category. Mm-hmm. Who really know this city very well and know exactly where to take people. But unless you're with someone like that, it's very, very difficult to enjoy the city as a visitor. So often you enjoy it uh, when you live here. You know, one of the great things about it is like, look, there's there are advantages to D.C. or New York or San Francisco in that it's because it's a big, large, centralized city. You can just walk out your door and boom, there's instant fun. LA's not like that. You have to drive to get places. You have to get there. But that actually, to me, makes it more fun because that's where you're going to find amazing things like, you know, the old Mexican lady who lives in Boyle Heights who makes the best, you know, carne asada tacos in her backyard. Yeah. And there's little, like, gems if you go searching for them that you can find in Los Angeles. So, I don't know. We'll find out when you come out to visit whether you like Los Angeles. I'll show you around. I'll give you a good sense. Here's the problem, though. And I think our friend Michael has this false sense as well, is I have access to a lot of cool places here. And so I think you get this false sense of what L.A. is like. Like, for instance, every time Michael's been out here, he stays at a multi-million dollar uh, house on the ocean in Malibu. I was just going to say, my my, I, 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 I'm hearing what you're saying, and I appreciate it, and I don't have any doubt that you would show me the best time in Los Angeles, but I, just from knowing from talking to our friend, that any experience or interaction that I have with you in LA is a very specific Joe experience, and that is not the standard for most people. Yeah. Like, I've seen that, I've seen that apart, I've seen that house, like, I've, like, heard, like, the people that, you know, that's I mean, it's the most L.A. story I've ever heard in my life, but it's definitely uh, not not the standard, I would imagine. It's what people want it to. It's what people, I think it's like the fantasy of what you want it to be. Yes. But, which is why you love L.A., but that's, it's. And without, I'm not name dropping at all, but when, you know, when Michael was here last, it was the weekend of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a different experience. One, it's broadcast out here earlier. So I think it airs like five out here, right? Because live. Yeah. But two, we were at a party, which wasn't an Oscar party. It was actually like a family pizza party. But everyone there works at a very high level in the entertainment industry. So when people win, they know those people, right? In fact, one of my favorite stories is my friend Chris, his grandmother was had been a silent film actress. Wow. And there was question as to whether she had passed away in the past year, whether she was going to be in the in memoriam 
And so we were watching the In Memoriam segment, and she came up, and we all cheered. You know, like, like there was somebody who there, like, we, you know, I only met her once in my life. But, like, everyone, like, oh, my God, Chris's grandma was in the In Memoriam. Yay, you know. And when people win, they're saying, like, oh, yeah, this guy's a good guy. He should have won, blah, 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 blah. Here's why it's important that he won, blah, 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 blah. And that we know him, you know. And so... You get a false sense. Uh, I think Michael was like, I think I want to move out here. And I would love it if Michael moved out here, but. It'd be, yeah, you know, I would I would love, if this was my life, sure. But yeah, I, I remember telling him, like, you realize that that's not how most people live. And of course, he's like, well, I wouldn't live like most people because this is my trip. I don't live like most people. And I'm like, okay. Tongue pop. Bye. Yeah. Michael was like waking up with like next to like, with like seals dancing by his. Oh, like I that. couldn't sleep in because the waves were crashing too loudly, and it just. It, Please I, tell me he said I that. I couldn't go back to sleep or something along the lines. That I was like, oh my no, god, he, no, wait, did he really yourself. say that? Something, something along those lines. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, that's so. Funny. Yeah, or like, no, there was a comment. He was like, we were out of Perrier in the mini bar, and it's was, was like, I want to <laughs> key your car. I'm gonna put a bomb in you. <laughs> like, just end yourself. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's do the looks, Evan. Are you ready? Um, what are we talking about again? What show is this? RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 1, Episode Number 3. Yes, the looks for Episode 3. We're what? Bad Girl Chic? Bad Girl Chic. Okay, so do you want me to go... Do you want me to kind of take this over here? Yeah, just name who their person is, and, I'll, and I can pull their uh, photo up here. Okay, so we're going to start with um, the loser, Chad Michaels. Who is again? The theme. Of this is bad girl chic. Chad Michaels is wearing a what it looks like a jumpsuit. She's got some Pat Benatar ish hair going on. It's like white on top with like brown extensions on the bottom. She's got what looks like a hot topic belt like lace over her tit and um, some some <laughs> black boots. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I really like the detail. I'm actually looking at the suit. It's kind of got this like reptile snake skin, which is kind of cool. And I guess this is very, I guess, edgy or out of the box for someone like Chad Michaels. Her makeup looks flawless. It's like a very pretty much basic, makeup does look really good. basic B, but the, you know, this nice red lip. And then again, it's Chad. So it's always very polished, but I just, I hate the hair. It looks like the woman that is asking to speak with the manager at your neighborhood Chili's because there wasn't enough salt on her margarita. And I just, oh, really? I, no, no, not. I disagree with that part. What a, a woman asks to speak to the manager. Look at her. She looks like she looks like a kid. She looks like a person who's like a groupie for not even Led Zeppelin, but like a, a Led Zeppelin cover band. Okay, that's better. She looks like one of the misfits from um, Gem and the Holograms. This whole thing is a misfit. Yeah, she. I mean, it's 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 different for her. It's fine, but yeah, the hair just kills it for me. Not the movie, but the cartoon. Did you ever hear of or see Gem and the Holograms, the cartoon? Ah, uh, I don't think I have actually. Gem and Gem and the Holograms. I should know what that. I know what that is. I just haven't think I've seen it. Tudor boot. Uh boot. Big old boot. Really, I'll give it a toot, but I agree with everything you're saying. I don't know why that's a toot for me. Because also, this doesn't scream bad girl to me. This screams just like bad. Yeah, bad. Maybe, comma she, maybe, girl. She, maybe she thought it was like bad girl. Bad. Like a bad girl. version of a girl. Okay, who's next? <laughs> the next one I have is Raven. Um, Raven is wearing I, this pattern. It's like a black and white checkered pattern that 
there's a proper term for it that someone's going to yell at me for. Um, she's wearing, it's very like Harajuku girl, like hair. It's a very short cut bob with red fishnets and black pumps. Um, the, the blazer is belted at the, the waist and she's got these like, like hot, like undergarment with red, um, red gloves on. I think this is fabulous. I love this look on Raven. It's a little weird for her. And I think the, the pattern is like, not, it reminds me of like, my grandma has a chair in this pattern. So I can't unsee that. Um, but I think, I don't know if it really says bad girl to me. It just says more kind of like freak show. If there was like an American horror story, like theme of the runway, I might be more into it. But visually, I think it's a total two. I love, I love whenever she's like showing some leg, which is often. What do you think? I don't like it. You don't I'm like it? Give it a boot. I, I think the lip thing is super distracting. I feel it's super harsh. I don't know what says bad girl about this. It just seems like Japanese girl. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. I like the shoes. I like, the, at least I'm going from the bottom up. Shoes, yes. Legs, leggings, love. And then it starts to fall apart for me once we get to, like, I don't know what you'd call the bottom part, like the the panties part. And then that jacket, no. And then the, what, what, the gloves? No, I just, no. It's a boot. It's fair. I can see that. Okay. Well, you don't have to agree with me. We can yeah, disagree. Yeah. Uh, next up is Jujube who is wearing a very basic black dress with like a kind of a poofy waist. She's got a black wig on with some uneven bangs. Um, and then she's got some kind of not thigh high, but kind of high ish, like mid lower leg boots on. Um, this is the, uh, not a, this is a, a boot for me for sure. I mean, I think she's great. And I think I've talked about how I, I like Juju because her fashion is not what she's really known for, but this does not even scream bad girl. This is just very basic, in my opinion. The makeup's kind of cute. It's just like a very simple mug with some green like accents around the eyes. But I, I know she's got like one studded like wristband on her right hand, and that's literally it. I don't know. Maybe for her, that's what she thought she was giving, but it's it's not bad enough for me. I don't think. Um, it seems more bad girl than the other ones, but yeah, it's too basic. It's very, very basic. Yeah, I'm going to give it a boot. I can't peg where I, that, that looks like she's from, but it's not doing it for me. Next up is Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, Chanel is wearing a, she looks like she's got a, she's got a, it's all mostly all black with some diamond accents on her bra and belt. It's a, these are like leggings that aren't really ripped, but they're kind of, you know, Janet Jacksony, And she's got these like, Lady Gaga monster ball, like puffy shoulder pads on her shoulders that matches what I'm imagining is a clip on to the back of her, of her wig. Um, this to me is also not really bad girly. It just, I mean, she's such a Vegas showgirl that I, that's really all I can see here. I don't necessarily get bad girl vibes, but I think she could be like, like a backup dancer for like Britney Spears, like in her circus tour or something. Um, it's a the it's a, okay. I should stress it's a toot visually, but for the theme, it's a boot. Like it doesn't it doesn't give me bad girl. I see what you're saying. It doesn't give me bad girl. I don't like the whole bra part, and I don't like that belt. Yeah. But I but it it does need an accent because otherwise, if it didn't have that, it would be too basic. Yeah, it's good that it's she there. Look, it looks like a real housewife of New Jersey at a costume party. I'm going to give it a boot. She I'm look, giving everything a boot she, so far. She looks like, you know, she looks like, I, you know who would wear this very well is Erica Jane, who I'm, you know, the housewife who's like low-key a drag queen. 
of Beverly Hills. I don't watch The Housewives. Oh, you need to look up Erica Jane. She is everything. Um, next up is Alexis. And this was a big thing for her because her and Yara in the workroom were arguing, not arguing, but they got in a little scuffle about, you know, Alexis being a showgirl and it's not really being her realm. And then Yara kind of imposing herself. Um, Alexis is wearing what looks like what started out, what kimchi used for her hairball challenge. She's got a black corset and it literally looks like wigs that are, like are used around the base of her dress. And it's got the matching like shoulder pads that again, looks like an ombre wig. And then it, her hair is done up like big eighties, like, you know, rocker style. I love this. And I think that she looks fantastic. It's weird. Cause her body shape is kind of non-existent, but it works for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think because maybe because you know what Alexis normally dresses like, this is, you know, she's got these cool green contacts and it's, I think it just, it works very well for her. I think it looks like, okay, this is, go with me on this. Okay. A walrus, but the, the mustache of a walrus somehow became sentient and got a wish. And that wish was to become a human. And this is what we got. Yeah, this is where you're like, it's a boot for me. It was like a walrus mustache, a walrus mustache decided that got a wish from a genie and used that wish to become a human being. Yeah, I'm giving it a boot because I think it's the only one that I've seen so far that actually looks like a bad girl, but it ain't good either, girl. Uh, Next up is Yara Sophia, who is wearing, as Michelle, Michelle Visage calls it, a clothesline on her head. It's this pretty basic black like jumpsuit with like cutouts throughout throwing a lot of skin. She's got these Simon of Legree ish, you know, like fingertips that are like finger claws. And then the, the focal point of this is, um, looks like two giant sticks on both sides of her wig with hair dangling. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm always here for a, like a new glare, like Gaga moment. So I love this look on her. And I think Janice Dickinson actually really defended her for this. And because one of the judges mostly didn't like it. Um, I don't think it's, I wouldn't say, I think this is the most Yara runway theme you could get. Cause this is very much her. I think she'd wear this anyway. It's a toot for me, but it's again, it's, I feel like most people probably did not like this. What'd you think? I'm going to tell you something. I liked it. Do a you? Lot. I like the wig. I like the look. It's a big toot for me. I agree with Janice Dickinson. Toot. Yeah, and then she was right. And who came out with like looks like this that same season? Nuclear certainly did. All right, next up is Latrice, who is giving us um, a divine moment, which she's got her makeup is got like the signature white giant eyebrows and she's wearing a red wig with what I think is a corset over top of this, like very, you know, kind of simple ish, like faded color, like checkered dress. She looks crazy. Um, I'll give her a toot because I know what, I think what she was trying to do with the divine moment, I respect and appreciate, but it just, it's very safe. Nothing. I mean, it's Latrice again, kind of like Juju is not really known for me for her like astounding like fashion moments. So I, I appreciate diversity when it comes. I agree. I think she's going for something. I don't understand how they didn't get the divine thing or some of them did. Some of them didn't. But like that 
I don't know what that necklace or whatever she's wearing is a little distracting. I think I might have liked it more without that. Yeah, I think she definitely like did the mug and then thought that would, and she just kind of threw everything else on. Not threw it on, but you know, I think she thought that would carry it, and that it just wasn't enough. I'm giving it a cautious toot. A cautious toot. I like that. Cautious toot. And All right. Last one we have up is Manila Luzon, who is wearing a like mesh black cape. And I, can, I don't know fashion terms so well, so this is probably not the right terminology, but it looks like a mesh to me. Uh, mesh cape, and she's got black thigh highs with a corset and a bodysuit. She's wearing an upside down black high heel on her forehead, which has a protruding purple feather and i'm seeing a ring that says bitch on it um i think i think they even someone said this to you i think this is one of the best looks mill has ever done it's like kind of simple but she carries it really well and it's just always she always has these like campy ish moments that somehow still work for her and having an upside down heel on her head just i feel like she's one of the few people who could pull this off and look phenomenal doing it um i agree i think she looks great um, I don't have a memory of her season three looks enough to know whether this is one of her best looks ever. But it's definitely one of her best looks ever this season. It's a big toot for me. I loved it. It's also her last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they went. Yeah. And that's the look. Back on the main stage, RuPaul asked the girls one final question. Now, Chanel and Chad, I have a question for you. Which team should I send home this week? And I don't want no Miss America answer either. Yara and Alexis, only because I feel that Yara has carried them a little bit more than Alexis has. Juju B, which team should I send home this week and why? I believe that Jar Alexis might be the one to go next. I love you guys, you know this. I just find that sometimes you may place yourself in a box. Alexis, same question. Let's send home Latrice and Manela. Would you say they're your biggest competition? Biggest? Yes. <laughs> Latrice Royale, same question. John Alexis, because I can't understand a word they're saying. I'm not just going to read the fuck up everybody right here. Everybody thinks that we're not competition just because we speak another language. But we are all-stars, no matter where we come from. And I'm going to tell you all something. Y'all better watch out. We're working together to send all of you motherfuckers home. She said that. All right, Evan, your thoughts on everything that was just discussed on the main stage when RuPaul asked that question. I feel like when um, Alexis started going off, you could just see the table rising underneath RuPaul. Like, was the Taylor always says, like, RuPaul gets a boner. Like, that's why you ask those questions. You don't, oh, I just let my sister know. Like, that, she was, homegirl was pissed. Um, I love that. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, there must have been something going on during the filming that like made them see, cause they're, they're editing Yara and Alexis to be doing very well. So it must just be the language there, unless they really don't, there was some drama that you don't really pick up on. Um, but I kind of hate those questions. The questions are tough and it, it was tough this season because the obvious bad people were gone by that point. Yeah. You know, Tammy, 
Pandora and Mimi, who were sort of like the look, you're not going to win. Well, they, they, know, they had Nina that, got they had that they had that vicious, you know, like untucked at the beginning where they just really just like destroyed each other. I'm surprised. Like, I wouldn't really want to ask. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I just I feel like I'd be uncomfortable even like bringing more maliciousness up again in that setting, you know. Mm-hmm. But clearly, they were looking for something to make it interesting. <laughs> But I think of who's left. I mean, it's some of the strongest queens in the history of the show, especially up to that point. You have Chad, maybe Chanel, but Chad is so strong, mm-hmm. right? Raven and Jujube are very strong. Latrilla and Manila are very strong. I guess you, when they ask you that question, who else are you going to say of people who are there? It's, like, yeah, it's right. Yara and Alexis. And maybe because they both consider them to be kind of like the same note or the same trick and in terms of like they're, they're being like the Latin queens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, I think I think there is a little bit of that going on, you know. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, and and then and then also I get the sense too that the conversation was more playful than it was. Even though in the next episode we see that Alexis took it kind of seriously when she's talking to Kelly Osborne, but it, 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 it I, I I got the sense that they added dramatic music and made it much more dramatic than it probably really was yeah well thank god like, I they tried latrice latrice was joking when she said because i don't understand what they're saying yeah but um i don't know after the judge's deliberation rupaul called the girls back to the main stage she named team shad as the winners of the challenge and placed teams rujubi and latrilla in the bottom two jujubi repped for her team while latrice repped for hers the song Nasty by Janet Jackson. Now, Evan, uh, we're going to go through this song for a little bit, but then we're going to play a game right after this song. A game we haven't played in a long time. Oh, God. Okay? And you're, it's a surprise game. But be- before we do that, any final thoughts on the episode? I I mean, so something I thought about, I don't like how they don't explain the breakdown of how they won. Not that it really matters, because maybe we'd be entering like a Boulay brother thing. I'm like dancing right into this. Um, yeah, I wish that they... You think Hillary Clinton ever like sings this to herself? Nasty woman. I'm letting the music play to show my awkward <laughs> joke. Um, no, just stinky. Like the, I, the, I thought the lipstick was actually very good, and I thought Manila actually outperformed Juju B. Mm-hmm. But they, I, they, I, there was no way they were going to send them home before that, so it no. made sense. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the Not episode? Good. Every all your thoughts have come out. Well, it's so bad. What else have we said? I, I. No, you're right. I just want to make sure everything gets out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was unfair that that Latrice and Manila went home, but I can understand up against those two. I would have, I would have liked a little more of an explanation because it just really seems unjust in a lot of ways. You know, it's mm-hmm. it. Someone has to go, blah, blah, blah. But if there was a little bit of an inkling of like, well, you guys had X number of points less than they do, or it just sucks that someone as good as a tree could arguably, what did Rachel Giraffe say? She's like, those sardines really did you in, which I'm sure that's not the first time Latrice has heard that. But um, yeah, it just, it just doesn't seem fair because they're both so good. Evan, we're going to play a game. I did not prep for this. You'd obviously not prep for this. Do you know what a radio talk-up is? A radio talk-up? Yeah. I do not. A radio talk-up is when you... uh, You know when like a song plays on the radio and the instrumental part's playing and then the DJ talks over it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they go right to the beginning of the song? Mm-hmm. 
So we used to do this game during All-Stars 2, actually, where it was talk up for your life, right? But it would always be Daniel and Taylor, okay? okay. We are going to do it this time. I don't think I've ever done it on the show. I was always the host of it. I was always the RuPaul, okay. right? But I'm going to do I'll, – I'll go first so you can get a good sense. And I've, I promise I've not prepped this. Okay. Even though I'm the one set up this game, I did not prep this. Okay. And I think it will be evident here, right? And then you'll get a sense and then you get a chance to do it too. Okay, here we go. But I, 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 I thought of this game because today this nasty has a long intro. So here we go. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. It's a chilly 48 degrees here in Los Angeles. We're listening here to Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Anyway, uh, lots of things going on this weekend here in Los Angeles. We're going to have a chili tamale festival out in La Habra. Make sure you uh, go and buy some tamales. Also... The Servite High School team, uh, football team, can be playing the modern-day football team in what's a battle of the season for these football teams. Right now, if you have a request, you can call in here at 555-12341. But here is Janet Jackson. Nasty. Ah, it's a little bit bad. Okay. Oh, it's a long one. Oh, that's a long one. Yikes. I told you. So, so I'll tell you right now. It's 40 seconds. Oh, shit. Okay. And I will give you a 10-second warning. Okay. Uh, I'll visually. Give me a beat. So, so, but, but, but tell me when you're ready. Give me a beat. Okay. I mean, there's. I, there's I'm going to be so bad at this. I ain't a, no, I'm right. a funny bitch, but I don't write no jokes. <laughs> All right, go. Okay, you know what we'll do? You know what? Because you're new, I'll help you. Let me take a swing at it. Just You're going to take a swing? I'm going to try. Sports reference. Okay, here we go. Happy 3 a.m., folks. This is <laughs> from... I, I have got nothing. Nope. Yeah, it's nope. just hard. Yeah, it's really so hard. So here's what we'll do: we'll have a conversation like we're like cheesy like radio DJs. Okay, okay. But I'm gonna have you say, and I'll give you a warning. Uh oh, you know what I didn't do as well? I didn't give the radio station. So we'll say the radio station is uh, WRDR. WRDR. Okay. No, RDR. RDR. Okay. So you have to say. So so let me let me go to the forty. So you, I'll give you a sense of what it should sound like. I didn't do it right. You see, I, I told you it failed. Right? You didn't fail. You're listening to Nasty on WRDR. Okay? Like that. All right. Okay, here we go. 40 seconds. We'll have a conversation. I'll, and I'll start it off, and then you we, we go. But then when I, when I go to you, you have to go like, you're listening to Nasty by Janet Jackson on WRDR. Okay? okay? Best radio voice. Here we go. Give me a beat! Evan, any big plans for the weekend? I'm still resting from my last weekend. No. <laughs> That's a really awkward con- what did, what happened last weekend that you know you're like we're having to rest from it. I spent so much time watching RuPaul's Drag Race that I blacked out. No. On RuPaul's Drag Race you blacked out? I can't. What's wrong with you? You're listening to Janet Jackson Nasty WRDR. I have so many thoughts on what just happened there. <laughs> oh, I just said full Charlie Hydes. We're going to go to commercial. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's exactly what Take that doing. out. I can't even do that. Um, oh, I'm not taking it out. That's oh, staying in. Fuck, that was so bad. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race Recap for All-Star Season 1. Make sure to join us next week and every week as we dissect, discuss, and deconstruct every episode of this horrible, horrible season. So, for Evan Ayers and myself... I'm sashaying away this week for how terrible that was. 
Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S, and on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's Nobody, C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz, that's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast.